The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Warm greetings, ladies and gentlemen. In the USA and all around the world, this is Richard Levy in Chicago. And you are listening to Wealthy Thoughts. We talk about the thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions you need to take in order to attract a prosperous, happy, and healthy life. With good health in mind, body, and spirit, you are on the way to an abundant life. Very often, our mind is ready to guide us, lead us to discover and follow our passions, and have loving, harmonious relationships However, thoughts in our brain put up such a defensive shield to protect us that we are limited. Fears of getting what we want, fears of success, fears of having no money, even fears of having too much money, fears of getting hurt in intimate relationships, fears of criticism are just some of the overprotection provided by our brain. Hence, the book we're going to discuss today with you, dear friends, Brain drain, sometimes our overprotective brain limits our life and our creative mind. Let's talk to the author and find out how you, dear friends, can avoid brain drain and live a fuller, richer, happier, and healthier life. Our guest today is the author of Brain Drain, Dr. Charles Glassman, otherwise known as Coach MD. Friends, I love this book. And I am actually practicing the book on a daily basis to attract a richer life. How? By reducing fear and anger. It works. Listen into the show today and you will hopefully be able to follow in my tracks. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in warmly welcoming Dr. Glassman to Wealthy Thoughts. Hi, Dr. Glassman. How are you? Hey, Richard. Thank you so much for for having me. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. May I call you Dr. Charles? Absolutely. Thank you. Dr. Charles, before we get into your fabulous book, and there is so much to cover for our audience, you are a MD, a medical doctor, correct? Yes. Yep. And what is your specialty, and how long have you been practicing medicine? Well, it's hard to believe, but I've been practicing general (laughs) internal medicine for almost as long as I've been married, 25 years. 25 years. Congratulations on a quarter century in medicine and your marriage with your lovely bride. I've read about a little bit in your book, and you acknowledge your love for her, and that was very sweet. Your website title, Dr. Charles, is 
quote, Coach MD, unquote. I love that. That yeah. means to me that in addition to practicing medicine, you offer life coaching, which sounds pretty exciting to me. Yeah. And I'm sure your clients who you offer coaching. Would you please tell the audience how during your medical practice, you began to coach patients and then began sending out newsletters to not only your patients, but also anyone else who signs up to, on your website. Yep. It uh, happened, uh, I guess, about uh, seven years ago or so. Um, and, you know, it's interesting how my practice had evolved, but I, I've developed a more of a personalized practice, which allows me to really spend quality time with my patients. And roughly about seven or eight years ago, a guy came into my office and just like we always do, we sat, we talked for, you know, I guess probably about 45 minutes. And just about when he was ready to leave, he turned to me and he said, you know, I know it's going to happen just like it's happened before. I feel so motivated. I, I, I have so much incentive when I leave your office after I speak with you. I get so charged up. But then I go back into my life and things just unravel. And I know your listeners uh, just you know, can imagine if they've ever been charged up or all of us by a motivational speaker or maybe a particularly inspiring a clergy, a, a sermon, whatever, just so inspired. But we go back into our lives and the stresses, and he, knows that that, he knew that that was going to happen to him. And he asked me, was there a way that I could keep him motivated, could help him keep motivated? And we came up with this idea that I would send him a weekly email. And I am a medical doctor, but I know that that is only, the physical is only a very small part of the total equation. So my emails that we started over, this was in January, about six or uh, seven or eight years ago, and those maybe six or seven years ago, so around there, six to eight years ago, whatever. And anyway, those emails were motivational and they you know after about two or three weeks I realized that what I'm doing really is looking into myself to see how do I deal with certain things that get me off track and I realized also that you know this message was not only for him but it could be for the rest of my patients so I started to accumulate emails and sending them out on a weekly basis a weekly message, and this weekly message grew and grew and grew, not only with the amount of emails that people were asking to be put on my email list, but also the length of the emails because I started looking deeply into myself and trying to come up with answers for why I would get negative thoughts, why I would be doing something that was self-sabotaging, and I needed to get those answers. And as it evolved, after a year and a half, I, I started my book, Brain Drain. Well, <laughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Charles is so darn honest and vulnerable, and that's the key word, vulnerable. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yeah. But Dr. Charles had a patient who came in and was very motivated by Dr. Charles's energy, his comments as a practicing physician, and asked Dr. Charles, okay, this will last two or three days. How can I stay pumped up? And uh, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you have been, you know, whether you're in the U.S. or anywhere in the world, you've gone to these weekend seminars. 
everybody feels pumped up when you leave on Sunday and you're ready to take on the world. But by Wednesday and Thursday, you're back to worrying about money, your relationships, and negativity pops in. So we asked Dr. Charles, can you help me stay motivated? So Dr. Charles starts in a weekly newsletter. And that has grown his subscription only from his, to his patients, but to other people. In fact, your subscription base has grown so much, and you have a tremendous following on Facebook. I recall something like 60,000, 70,000 people. And we're going to tell the audience in a few minutes how they can sign up for this free newsletter, which you want to read. Yep. And you want to follow Dr. Charles on Facebook. But next, I'd like our audience in the USA and around the world to hear about your book. So mm-hmm. you started writing newsletters, and you ended up writing a book, Brain Drain. What was the connection, Dr. Charles? Well, um, you know, I was in, during that process, I was talking with another person, um, and we decided we were going to uh, start a corporate wellness business. And that corporate wellness business would be uh, dealing with stress, dealing with proper nutrition, exercise, and we were really going strong for about 10 months. Um, and that uh, it was, you know, really we approached some companies, and about a week before I sent out my first chapter of Brain Drain, um, the person I was working with came to me and said that she could not continue because it was interfering with her other business and her husband's business. And that was the same week that we had had two business meetings with two major companies that were going to take us on uh, doing well, corporate wellness. So when she told me that, it was a Saturday, uh, and I, I would send out my weekly messages on Monday morning, that, that's you know, Sunday night or Monday morning, and this was Saturday she told me it, and I, and I felt pretty down, honestly, uh, when she told me, because I felt 10 months of hard work kind of down the drain, and I really, we had done some renovations on our house, and I really thought this was going to be a revenue stream that would more than, you know, well, well be able to afford that sort of thing. And, um, you know, and that's also when people talk about the law of attraction and, every, and, and, you know, do it and it will come. Well, sometimes you have to be very cautious because sometimes you do something and it doesn't come in the way that you thought it was going to come. So this was one of those examples. However, you know, as I do, I turn to my meditation, which I do every day, and I looked into my inner guidance, and I got some strong messages from that inner guidance that, that Saturday. And the inner guidance was to the direction to meditate every day, that I didn't need anybody but myself. And that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to work with other people, but you don't have to rely necessarily on other people. You need to recognize and take advantage of your own gifts, strengths, and talents, which we all have. And the third strong message that I got was turn my weekly message into a book. And I had been on that message for a year and a half, just sending it out, a weekly email message. And that Monday, instead of the weekly email message, my email list, and at the time my email list was only about 300 uh, people. Mm -hmm. And they began getting, they started getting my, my book, Brain Drain. And a day after my first installment went out, a gentleman came to me, and said, you know, look, they call me Dr. G. He goes, Dr. G, <laughs> you know, I, you're a good, you know, really great writer. I've loved reading your weekly message. 
but every great writer, and I was flattered, and <laughs> it was shameless, I'd say the shameless flattery on his part, because he wanted the business, but I'm only kidding there. You know, he said, <laughs> every great writer needs a, an editor, and he was a retired editor for Consumer Reports, and he gave me his recommendations, how he would have edited my first installment, and I loved it. It was beautiful. It was great. It, was, oh. it made it read so much more clearly. So every week, instead of that weekly message, I would write a chapter, and I would send him the chapter before I would let it, uh, put it out. And that's how my book Brain Drain developed. Well, we're going to come back uh, after the break and get into Brain Drain. And ladies and gentlemen, you're going to faster safety belts when you hear what is behind Brain Drain, how we all experience Brain Drain, and what we can do about it to have a richer life. Uh, Dr. Uh, G, I'm going to call you Dr. G. Is that okay? You can call me whatever you want, Richard. I, I love it. Dr. Yeah. G, if your patients are calling you that. Yeah. You mentioned the wellness, uh, the lady who dropped out of the partnership with wellness folks. At the end of the show today, you can hear some great news about a wellness and longevity center that uh, Dr. Glassman will give you information about. So the thing did come back, come to life, that part of his business. Mm-hmm. And one thing Dr. G emphasized is in the law of attraction, things often don't come out as we exactly wanted it, and that was his partnership, but it came out better, but completely unexpected when the lady dropped out. And yep. he was guided to write a book. And look at the doors that opened up. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay in there, hang in there. When things go differently than you had planned, the universe is just showing you a different route on your journey to success. And Dr. Glassman mentioned, I'm calling you so many different titles, Dr. Glassman mentioned also meditation. We're going to cover that later in the show. He mentioned, if you missed it, Every day he meditates, and you're going to hear him talk about that when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great show. Thank you for being with us. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Dr. Charles Glassman. You listen to Wealthy Thoughts on the Paramount Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. 
To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear guest, Dr. Charles Glassman, author of the fabulous book, Brain Train, the breakthrough that will change your life. Simple steps for lifelong success. I recommend the book. I stand by it. I read it. I've underlined it. And you want to get that also. We'll tell you how you can order the book online at the end of the show. Dr. Charles, the theme of your fabulous book, Brain Train, is what you call the automatic brain. The automatic brain. This automatic brain seems at times for a lot of us overprotective and blocks us from letting our creative mind lead us to success, wealth, health, and prosperity. And you compare the automatic brain to an overprotective parent. Would mm-hmm. you comment on that so we can all understand mm-hmm. what you mean by this? Yes, okay. So let's say when you're a kid, your mother says to you, okay, you know, Richard, you got to wear your raincoat and your slickers every single day of the year. You know why? Because it may rain. It may rain. And mm-hmm. so you're going to be bringing your, you know, your raincoat to, uh, wearing your, uh, your raincoat and your rubber boots to school, and it's going to be 85 degrees, bright sunshine, dry as a bone, whatever, and you're going to be doing that because why? Because it might rain. And see, this is what happens with this automatic brain. You know, the automatic brain has us preparing for the worst. It always has us preparing for what's going to, what, when's the next shoe going to drop? And you know what? Sometimes it's going to be right. But the fact is, if you believe, trust, and take direction from that overprotective parent, you're going to be going through your life prepare, always looking over your shoulder for that bad thing to happen or for the rain to come down, and you're never going to realize your true potential. So the overprotective parent is try, or overprotective automatic brain is trying to make you really live your life in a protective mode, in a fear-based mode. And that's what our primitive nature does. It tries to protect us from danger, threat, or vulnerability when, it, when we don't, all the time, even when we don't need it. Okay, very good explanation and metaphor with the, the raincoat. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of us can relate with overprotective parents, and now we're talking about our overprotective automatic brain that may think, lead us to believe it's going to rain every day, and it's going to be such weather that we need to wear a raincoat every single day, and we know that that is silly thought thinking, but this automatic brain in a lot of us, and even Dr. Glassman will mention a little bit uh, a story about when he goes to the supermarket when his automatic brain comes into effect. And this automatic brain, you call it the AB and the automatic brain, triggers a a fight, F-I-G-H-T, a fight or flight, F-L-I-G-H-T response throughout our lives. Fight meaning anger, fight, run away. Would you dissect that? Sorry to use a biological term, but would you talk about that so that our audience can understand what you mean by fight or flight response? Sure, and this is how I kind of, when I said before, they're trying to figure things out. And, you know, I always wondered, you know, why do I get nervous? 
why do I, why does the guy, when he calls up the radio station on, on, and he says, you know, first time, long time, he's calling up a sports show, he goes, first time, long time, I am so nervous. Like, you know, why would someone get nervous? Why would someone get nervous when you're asking for a, uh, a, um, turkey salad on rye at a deli? You know, why would I, I feel a little anxiety? And I was trying to figure out, what, what is it? What's going on? And we, a lot of us have heard about the fight or flight response, maybe in bio, uh, high school or college biology, and we all kind of liken the fight or flight response is when we see a police officer in our rearview mirror, for instance, and our heart starts pounding, or, mm-hmm. or if somebody all of a sudden tells us to stand up in a crowd and, and, and make a comment or whatever, we feel that. And I wonder, you know, why does that happen? But the same mechanism, the same fight-or-flight adrenaline response occurs on a daily basis. It occurs when we don't even know it, below the level of awareness and consciousness, and it's still that primitive brain. So, for instance, you mentioned anger. Okay, now, we don't think of that as the fight-or-flight response, but I will say that anytime there's anger or rage, it always means, always, that there has been a danger trigger. Your brain on some level has detected danger, threat, or vulnerability. Same with anxiety, and I'll go out on a limb and say even with depression, which is a flight response. Now, I get a lot of, you know, uh, criticism about that, and people, you know, digging their heels in and say it's all chemical. Well, guess what? The fight or flight response is electrochemical response. So whenever there, there has to be something that's triggering it, and it may be below the level of awareness and consciousness, but when there's anger and rage, anxiety, depression, all sorts of, of, of behaviors are directed because of this fight or flight. It's not that typical fight or flight where you get scared and, and you're, someone jumps out at you and says, boo, but it's the same mechanism coming from the same part of the brain. Fabulous. And ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, after reading uh, Dr. Glassman's book, has put this into practice of watching the AB, the automatic brain. And I am one of you. I'm a human. And during the last couple of days, whether I'm walking through downtown Chicago or talking to my wife or playing with our dogs, if I feel my automatic brain, brain triggered, I've now learned to check it and see if this is the overprotective parent. And mm-hmm. guess what? 99.9999% of the time, yes, it is. And mm-hmm. that, that is, first of all, awareness. As he, Dr. Krasimich's book is the way become, uh, to neutralize somewhat the automatic brain. And the reality is that the automatic brain goes into protective fight or fight mode whenever it perceives a negative. Now, Dr. Charles, when you mention your book, and I love this, you being so honest and vulnerable, when you go into the grocery store, right now you may be at your clinic in your practice and you're wearing your right coat. I don't know that, but let's say you are. However, this afternoon you're going to the shopping mall or the grocery store in jeans and you have tennis shoes on, and lo and behold, there's a patient of yours. You talk about this in the book. Would you yep. briefly let the audience know how you feel and what the automatic brain thinks? is going to happen. Absolutely. You mean I, I have an automatic brain, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the doctor. But no, I can't have the automatic brain. Well, the, as you, you said, obviously the truth is that everything I write about 
everything, and everything I'm talking about is all about my introspection and what I've discovered in my introspection. And I never want anybody to look to me for answers. I only want them to look to me so they can, get the, they can find the answers themselves. And so what I'm doing is just sharing my, uh, my introspection and what I've discovered. And I've always you know, had, I would say, a pretty robust automatic brain, which has bothered me a bit. But everybody does. And it's, it's really the key is, is not so much to stop it or to stop the thoughts, but is not to believe, trust, or take direction from them. And so I still have those reflexes, and that's what it is. They're reactions to danger. So you mentioned going, and the, uh, actually, I do not even wear a white coat in my office anymore. I've changed oh. that because I know that it puts up a, uh, it puts up a barrier. It gives me the, the, uh, the impression that, that, I have, that I sit on high and that I'm the authority, whereas my practice now is much more of a, a coaching. It's much more of a guidance rather than, uh, not that I was like that, but it's, it's not an authoritarian type of approach. So I, because the white coat is a veneer. And so when I walked into, uh, when I walk in a supermarket or a deli, whatever, and there's crowds of people, I will get a feeling of anxiety, okay? It's a little twinge, not, not something that's going to prevent me from doing, but a little twinge of nervousness. And I'll mention, I'll tell you where I believe that comes from. And, you know, when, early in my practice, when I would walk into a supermarket or a, um, uh, a, uh, a mall or whatever and I'd bump into a patient, I'd, I'd feel as though I was embarrassed. Like I'd get a sense of, of I've been discovered or I've been found out, whatever, that I'm just, you know, the, you know an 80-pound weakling or whatever, you know, like the, the old comic books, whatever. But, and and I, that would happen. I'd, I'd feel as though I'd get red and embarrassed, whatever. But now, what I do, when I feel that, that twinge, and, and basically it's an automatic reaction. Not everybody gets it, but they get it, and it shows itself in other ways. And the reason, I believe, is because the danger of our primitive brain is detecting potential competitors or, pretend, or detecting or, uh, uh, people who may not see you as as that high, and so that's dangerous. So your primitive brain is processing that as danger. So now when I go into those situations, what I do to neutralize it, it's still there, is I'm not going to believe, trust, or take direction from it, meaning I'm not going to bolt the other way, or I'm not going to say, oh, my God, is there something wrong with me? No, I acknowledge that I'm human. I have an AB, an automatic brain, and I'm going to say to myself, because as I said, everything has a danger trigger if you feel that way. So now I know if I'm reacting that way, there's a danger trigger. So if I'm acting for, if I'm going up to the deli and there's a line and the guy is, is barking orders to people and, and acting really uh, uh, you know, big and bold and, and strong and putting people down and whatever, and I know I'm next to ask for a, you know, a turkey sandwich or whatever, and, I'm, and I feel a, a twinge of, of nervousness, the mantra that I say to myself is there's no danger, there's no threat, no danger, no threat, no danger, no threat. And I'll say that fast and furiously over and over and over again to interrupt the automatic brain as it starts going down that pathway because it has reacted to danger. And when you get that reaction, it causes a physiologic response where your heart may skip the beat a little bit or go a little bit faster, your breath may become a little shallower, 
And what happens is most people key into the physical symptom, which then triggers more of a sense of danger, and then that whole cycle goes, goes, you know, starts going awry. So my feeling is now, I say there's no danger, no threat, and you mentioned vulnerability. Then I have this other thing that I say to myself is vulnerability is my greatest asset. I want people to see me. I want them to see me naked, so to speak, okay, to, to show that I'm vulnerable just like anybody else. And I, I, when I say it's my greatest asset, it's because the more that I've put out my personal life story and my introspection, I see the more people are willing to hear what I have to say. And so instead of being embarrassed, I feel energized. I feel empowered. And, and so those are the things, by looking at it differently and by saying those mantras, or when I go to the movie theater and, and I'm, I'm carrying popcorn and the, the whole, st- it's like a stadium, like looking at me, staring at me, you know, as I'm walking up the aisle, I say to myself, there's no danger, there's no threat, and then I'll, well, I'll, I'll start saying other positive affirmations. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to list several of the affirmations other than, in addition, no danger, no threat. And I've been practicing this affirmation, and it works. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of his patients and other people Dr. Klassman has met who are living under the control of their overprotective automatic brain and what they can do to avoid missing out in their life. Fabulous. Stay with us. I'm Richard Levy with Dr. Charles Klassman. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy. We're talking to Dr. Charles Glassman, author of the fabulous book, Brain Drain, The Breakthrough That Will Change Your Life. It Will Change Your Life. We're talking about the main subject of his book, an overprotective, not parent, but overprotective automatic brain and this is what he compares the automatic brain to when it is too protective and when it is too protective 
we're missing out on life. And we're paying more attention to the automatic brain than we are to our desires, our creative mind, our health, our relationships, and even our wealth. Dr. Glassman, would you talk about some of your patients in brief, for example, people who've dealt with wealth where their automatic brain has gotten involved? And mm-hmm. on a, well, that is a very serious level, m- many people listening about wealth. And then let's talk about one of your patients that dealt with the big C word. So let's talk yeah. about wealth and the automatic brain, please, and sure, one of your patients sure. today. Yeah, in fact, just today. But this <laughs> is a great example. Um, you know, when I, when I say that, that there's always a danger trigger. Like what, what do we know as adults? How do we learn what, what we're going to view as dangerous? I mean, what, how, how does this brain know and how does it store data? And it stores all the data, most of the data that we're going to carry through our lives. It's stored between birth and adolescence. So no matter you know, what, what's happening in our life, it has a lot to do with the culture of our childhood growing up. It has to do with the atmosphere around the house, the messages that we received. And those are stored in our, our brain as data. And what happens is when we have a circumstance as an adult, it will reference against that, that data that's stored and it will process it and cause a reaction. And the reaction is if there's potential danger, it will make us fight or flee. Just fight or flee, just those two reactions. So I had a woman uh, came to me today, and she said that, you know, uh, she feels as though she's uh, getting hot flashes more, and she's feeling very, uh, her anxiety is starting to come out more, and, um, you know, she really uh, is not feeling well. We talked a little bit more about it. She told me about her her job that she was had now, which um, is she's not liking at all, and she really needs to find another job. And I asked her, well, you know, are you getting a good paycheck from this? this, Is it, you know, giving you enough to food, clothing, shelter, and anything more? And she said, yes, it's it's doing more than that. But I need to get another job because um, if it doesn't, because things are happening, I've been given a lot of business, and if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to, you know, I have have a risk of losing it, and then I'm I'm not going to have anything, and I won't be able to, you know, won't be able to afford the house we live in. I said, well, but you're working now, right? And he says, yeah. I said, well, this is what you have to do right now. You have to do your best and everything and all your energy and all your strengths and all your gifts, you have to dedicate into what you're doing now. Because I can tell you this, if you, when you do the best you can at what you're doing now, the doors will open for you in ways that you don't imagine and you don't have to think about looking for another job because you have to have faith in your divine nature, in yourself, in your, in your gifts. That's what you're not in the automatic brain, which is telling you to have one foot out the door while you're doing this job because you have to protect yourself. Again, the overprotective parent, trying to prepare her to, for, for when she doesn't have this job, when she does have it, okay? That preparing her for when she's going to lose the job, when she has the job, okay? So by keeping one foot out, She's not going to be all in, and her results are likely going to be inferior. And then I asked her, um, what, actually, I read her an example of somebody who private messaged me on Facebook and, <clears throat> about her childhood. And then she volunteered to me. She said, you know, in my childhood, my father was a drunk, 
and my mother was always concerned about not having enough money, always concerned about whatever job she had was not going to be enough, and that's all I heard as a child. So this is the message that she got. This is where her automatic brain started storing the data that it's never going to be enough. So even though she has a job here, this is the circumstance right now. Her overprotective AB, which is actually, in in a sense, her mother, really, saying it's not enough, it's not enough, you danger, danger, warning, warning, like the robot lost in space for our older American listeners would know that that, uh, from the 60s, warning, warning, danger, danger. And that's what her brain is saying, that even though she has a job now, it's saying you have to fight or flee. So she's doing that. She has one foot out. She's looking for another work. She's not giving it all in. She's uh, uh, you know, cursing out her boss and thinking, oh, what a jerk, and this and that, and not putting all in. And, and this was a, a great example of how the automatic brain sabotages her efforts. And I know that because I know her and I know what she's done in the past, I know that with this talk we had today, which is about... 30 minutes long, and we covered so much, and she is so charged up that I know that this is not going to end. We're going to continue this conversation because she's my patient, and I'm going to get her to the next step, and she'll be so surprised to see what walks through her door, whether it's in the same business or something else. But now she's not going to believe, trust, or take direction from this brain that tells her to have one foot out the door. She's going to have both feet in. She's going to be in connection with her mind, and, and that's, going to, that's going to draw her further and attract the wealth that she, and, and that she is, is, you know, that's, that's good for her. That's right for her. The perfect amount. Okay. Right and ladies and gentlemen, there's your reason right there, reason number 41, why you want to get a hold of Coach MD, Dr. Glassman. Medical practice and coaching your life, coaching you on having more Success, health, wealth, by not relying on your automatic brain, which is overprotective at times. And as he mentioned in his book, ladies and gentlemen, when it is real danger, the real McCoy, you will know what to do instinctively. He's talking about an overprotective parent. Dr. Glassman, uh, this next story you brought up in the book is very long. In a few minutes, could you share the audience? A lot of us, a lot of the audience has family that has been inflicted by cancer, the C word. And you, through your coaching, helped a lady have uh, put her cancer, I believe, into remission. Could you mm-hmm. tell the audience about the AB and her cancer and how she became healed, please? Right, sure. Now, of course, this AB causes electrochemical responses in our body that are not so good for us. And over time, they could cause danger. And I'm not going to say that that I know and I've discovered the cure for cancer or that I've discovered the cause of cancer because I'm, I'm not going to do that. Every, every case is different. Every person is different. Every circumstance and situation is different. And sometimes, you know, medication, chemotherapy even, is needed. Sometimes you need a nuclear bomb, honestly. Sometimes you have to protect yourself and you have to, there are some cancers that you need to debulk it, you know, meaning getting rid of it by surgery or whatever. But this woman who was sick when when she came to me and she was diagnosed with lung cancer, we diagnosed her about a week afterwards, um, and she, um, uh, you know, was had already spread to her brain and it was, you know, pretty uh, brutal. And, you know, I 
you know, I, I said at that point, you know, you do need chemotherapy. There's, there's no way that you can, you know, I, I really feel that. And, and my patients know that if I'm recommending something, it has nothing to do with me being afraid that if I make a mistake, I'm going to be sued or whatever, or that I'm going to, um, that it's about my ego and that I'm trying to, you know, stick up for my beliefs in the conventional medicine. No, everybody's an individual, and anything that I recommend is because I really feel it's the right thing. And, and if whatever they choose, it's their decision, and I respect that. So if she decided not to do the chemo, that would be fine, too. That's her decision. But I, I encouraged her to do that, and she got a couple doses, which made her sick, and she had to go in the hospital. But after about the third dose, uh, we did a CAT scan of her brain, and the, uh, the, there was no sign of cancer in her brain, and this chemotherapy does not affect the brain. So uh-huh. this was, during our conversations, we, I talked to her about visualization and about her visualizing and tapping in to the ability to focus on her immune system. And I've done a couple healing meditations, which are on my website, that, that talk about how you can do this and to, to help her with increasing the circulation so it can bring the immune cells and to do like a Pac-Man like Bernie Siegel used to talk about in Love, Medicine, and Miracles, a book that he wrote, and think about Pac-Man cells cells eating up. But she was a a homemaker all her life, so she viewed it as though she was cleaning the house and that she had a vacuum cleaner. And she visualized her vacuum going against cancer cells and vacuuming it up. Well, her her cancer was basically completely gone uh, after the fifth, round of chemotherapy, out of her liver, very scant in her lung and, and out of her brain. Of course, the oncologist convinced her, well, you know, the, the protocol is that you get six treatments and we can't, you know, we, we can't, uh, um, you know, we, we, we can't guarantee that you're cured, cured or in remission unless you follow the protocol. So they talked her into it, and I, I really didn't want her to have it, and unfortunately, she died from the chemotherapy. And I know we all know therapy. We've all heard stories like that, but she, you know, her white count went down, she became septic with an infection, and she died. I'm not blaming the doctors because they were following what they thought was best. Sure. It was her decision. She had a very deadly cancer, and she was an older woman, so who knows how long she was going to survive anyway. But it just shows you that there is a power that we have. I have another gentleman, actually, who is cancer-free five years out from lung cancer. And, and he had a – you did some visualization with him also? I did visualization, but also he's a very optimistic, very strong-willed – and he, he'll, he'll say to himself, to me, he's practically optimistic, okay, because he'll well, – he won't – that, is, yeah, that so. is that is what we want to emphasize, ladies and gentlemen, what Dr. Glassman talked about, attitude, optimism – visualization, the extended story about this lady's recovery as far as the work that uh, Dr. Glassner did with her, with her thinking, with her visualization is detailed in Brain Train and you definitely want to read that and he has many more stories especially dealing with uh, obesity and relationships that you will find thrilling, exciting and something you can relate to. When we come back from the break, ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk about how you can and, so to speak, starve the automatic brain. That is somewhat tune it down and almost 
let go of its power and influence over you, being aware of it. I think you'll find it very exciting. And then you're going to hear what Dr. Glasson does personally at home with breathing techniques, which is what he teaches as a doctor, of course, and meditation, which is probably, if there's anything he's emphasized his book, it's meditation. We'll be right back. We want to sure thank uh, Dr. Glasson for taking time out of his busy schedule. We'll be right back with him after the break. I'm Richard Levy. We hope you join our hour. We'll be back in a couple minutes after the break. Stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at VoiceAmericaTRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN or follow along with us at VoiceAmericaTRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Dr. Charles Glassman, author of the fabulous book, Brain Drain. And we've been talking about what he terms the overactive automatic brain, which is too protective. It's like a over an overprotective parent. When we don't need the protection, it can limit our life. And that is what we've been talking about. If you missed the first part of the show today, go to my website, Thoughts Make You Wealthy. Dot com, click on radio show, and you can hear the show over and over. Pass it on to your friends, and I want you to get in touch with Coach MD, Dr. Charles Glassman. A lot of you may be asking, okay, great, I get it, about the automatic brain. How can I t- detune the energy of it, tune it down so it's not so active? Dr. Glassman details that in his book, and many ways you can go about decreasing the stimulus of the automatic brain is to, first of all, avoid the source of a lot of negativity, and that is, ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, 
the news and reality TV. Why reality TV? I'm going to let you read his book to find out why. I think you'll find it interesting. And I know that I've been watching reality TV. I mentioned to my wife. We'll see what happens about that. Something we all can relate to, negative people. That could be relatives, friends, or colleagues. He says, stay away. Avoid engaging is what he says with negative people. That's an adult decision to make, but it's for you. He talks about gossip. Avoiding gossip and what gossip really is all about, judging, and, of course, about anger. Comment on that, Dr. Glassman. Yes. Um, there's, you know, so much there, but, uh, you know, really uh, our, our judgment is our primitive nature trying to get us to be above somebody. And, whenever, and we all do it, and we all have it. And what you said about not letting the power of the automatic brain, it's always going to be there. It comes into my, it flashes into my head. If I'm walking down the street and I see somebody, uh, whatever, a flash judgment happens because our primitive brain is always trying to assess the, the landscape for anything that could be potential danger or anybody that could be either above us or below us. So, so we know where we stand. And that could be judging their, uh, their physical features. It can be judging if they're richer than us, if they're smarter than us, if they're better looking than us, if they're heavier or, or skinnier than us. It could be any sort. We get those flash thoughts, those zingers. And, and we all I, get those. We all get Dr. Glass. We all get, get them. them. I get oh. them. And, and Oprah gets them, okay? Whoever it is. <laughs> everyone gets them, all right? And I don't care. The people who try to pretend they don't have an automatic brain are the ones I'm afraid of the most. Because we all have it. We all have it. And Dr. Glassman mentioned you're not going to turn it off by going to your bedroom and turn off the light switch. It's awareness. Correct, Dr. Glassman? Absolutely. It's awareness. And one of the keys to this, where it's always going to be there and it only reacts, it doesn't think. So what, what I say, those, those words, there's no danger, there's no threat. If I get one of those flash judgments about someone, I will say there's no danger, there's no threat, meaning that that person doesn't threaten me. There's no danger there because that's what, that's where I the judgment wanna, comes from. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, underline that one, the foot stoppers we used to say in college, that affirmation I've been practicing since I read his book. I'm going to repeat it for you. It works. That's a starting place, and you'll go leaps and bounds. There's yeah. no danger. There is no threat. I am safe and I am free. Yeah. And just something simple. There's no danger, no threat. If you want to go to a mini affirmation, it yeah. works. It wakes you up, and I love it. Yeah. And then Dr. Glassman talks about vulnerability is his greatest asset. Now he talks in detail about that. We talked about that earlier in the show, and that's a, another affirmation that you want to yeah. look into and start repeating yourself. Dr. Glassman, you talked about in the book the importance of breathing. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, we all know it's important to breathe. You wouldn't be here if you're not breathing. But he talks about a way to decrease the overactive automatic brain and then meditation. Would you share with the audience a little bit about breathing, the importance, but uh, a minute or so on meditation because you seem to be so big on meditation. Yes, sure. Well, this automatic brain, this primitive nature, is a physiologic response, and it's a fight-or-flight response. Part of the fight-or-flight response is a, a surge of adrenaline, and that adrenaline causes a couple things. causes our heart to race, causes our breathing to get fast and shallow to prepare us for sprinting, for fighting, 
for getting away quickly. So what you do is, the reason why people talk about breathing is to slow down the breathing is because that automatic brain is telling you that you should breathe fast. And by slowing down the breathing, you're actually sending a signal to the brain that maybe there's no danger. Maybe there really isn't danger here. And so by, by focusing on the breathing, and it starts in the abdomen, it doesn't start in the chest where you let your belly go out, and, and that causes a negative, uh, uh, negative pressure to bring air into the lungs. And that, by slowing down, consciously slowing down your breathing, that will help abate some of the surge of the automatic brain. And I don't mean to get compulsive about it, because that'll then, you know, once you start thinking about your breathing all the time, it can really throw you out, throw you off. But, um, but that's, that's, that's why breathing is so important, and to be aware that when you get nervous, that it's very important to either do box breathing, where you inhale for five seconds, hold it for one or two counts, and then exhale for five seconds. That's a, a quick way to, to kind of get things and count to ten. That's, that's a quick you know, thing when there's danger and, you know, you're going to react. Sure. You can can you that. give us maybe 30 seconds on meditation, please, yes. why you find it so important? Yeah, Med- meditation allows you, as the saying goes, my favorite quote is, when we pray, we talk to God. When we meditate, God talks to us. And wow. when you meditate and you get into that state, it's, it's something where you feel a connection with your inner guidance and you feel a connection with something much greater than you, but it's still part of you. So you're grounded on the earth but you have a power and a strength that goes beyond what we know as our physical limits. And it's, ladies and gentlemen, I meditate, Dr. Glassman meditates, and you can read all about meditation in his book. He covers it thoroughly, and I think you'll find it fascinating. Um, Dr. Glassman, you have the New York Center for Longevity and Wellness, and mm-hmm. people can, our audience can find out about that on your website, and mm-hmm. especially about your book, which I suppose you can find on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Would you tell us about your website, please? Yeah, my website is The Hub, okay? And I, I have it. it. It reflects me. It has some videos about me talking with people. and, and But it also has my blog, which I, I really like you to take a look at because it has uh, writings that I've done. also has a, a tab, which is meditations. So I have a bunch of meditations, and I'm constantly adding new ones. And also there's a media tab where you'll hear interviews that I've had, and this one, for instance, I will post as a YouTube-like video uh, once I put it together, once I get the link and everything, and so I have meditations, there are interviews with me, um, you'll get to and know who this, I am and what I'm about. you get your newsletter from this, uh, yes, charlesglassmanmd.com, yes, correct? Yeah, charlesglassmanmd.com, yes. Okay, sign up for the newsletter, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the meditations, follow them on YouTube, that's youtube.com slash charlesglassmanmd, yes. and follow him on Facebook, Coach MD on Facebook. We want to tell you, Dr. Charles Glassman, on behalf of our listeners, thank you so very much for being with us today. And we say, see even more success and happiness coming your way, your patients, your readers, and everybody who comes in touch with you. We love you. Thank you so much, Richard. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. If you'd like to wake up with an every day with a free prosperity message that will start your day full of energy, prosperity, success, feelings, please sign up for your free no obligation daily prosperity message and thoughts 
makeyouwealthy.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thoughts make you wealthy. Dear friends, remember to love and appreciate the most important person on the planet. That's you. We'll see you next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on Wealthy Thoughts. This is Richard Levy saying so long to you from Chicago. Bye-bye. for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. 